Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. Do you ever wonder how it's even possible to balance it all, work while juggling your kids' schedules, cooking healthy meals, and maintaining relationships on top of finding time to prioritize your own well-being? Do you wish you could have more fun, build healthier lifestyle habits, and make more aligned choices so you can feel less stressed, more rested, and more present every day? Well, put down the leftover mac and cheese and listen up because I hear you, mama. I'm Stephanie Uchima-Carney, a mom of three little ones, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and integrative health coach just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and simple self-care and wellness habits, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, and real-life tactics and favorite tools to inspire and empower you to get the most out of your life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Happy New Year and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. I cannot believe how long it's been since I've been on the mic. It's been a long month, over a month actually, since I published the last episode and even recorded an episode of Mommy's on a Call for you all. December was madness and I felt like I had the longest winter break ever. When it was time for my kids to go back to school, they all got hit by the stomach flu and so we had an additional week of winter break. So finally, I'm back on the mic, and even though we're halfway through January, I feel like my feet are finally on the ground and I can get going. I've decided that New Year's officially starts this week, with the new moon and the beginning of Aquarius. And whether or not you believe in astrology, I'm sure you've felt a bit funky over the last month. However, now that both Mars and Mercury are out of retrograde, it means that from this point onward, it should feel a little bit smoother. 2022. Wow, what a year. The last time I truly felt like I was being productive was before my 40th birthday, which was in June. I'm not really sure what happened from that to my surgery in July to having more health issues to finishing up my health coaching school and all the kids stuff. I swear, I know it's cliche to say, but 2022 flew by so quickly. I finally had a moment, though, during the holidays and over the last couple weeks to sit down and reflect upon the year. And I thought today I'd bring you an episode on my Friday thoughts or Friday, I don't even know what I was going to call these, to share three things that I want to leave behind in 2022 and 10 things I want to cultivate moving forward as we go through 2023. I'm hoping that through these, you can kind of reflect upon your year and things that you want to cultivate moving forward. When I was thinking about the things I wanted to let go of from 2022, there were quite a few stuff. It wasn't the best year for me, but I summed it up to three different categories. The first one would be unrealistic expectations, and especially the expectations I was putting upon myself. I was being really hard on myself in 2022. I thought that I should, quote, should, which I hate the word should, but that I should be at a certain level, that I was turning 40, I had been working on my business for so long, that I needed to be achieving certain things and I wasn't. And I wasn't really looking at the whole picture. And I did an episode on this a few episodes back on kind of self-compassion and that I wasn't being realistic and compassionate towards the pressure I was putting upon myself. 
I was going through health issues. I have three little kids. I have all of these. And I felt like I was making excuses when I saw other people performing and was wondering, why can't I do the same? I think for me is really stepping back and letting go of these expectations that I thought I should have because they were unrealistic and I wasn't actually listening to my own advice of giving myself some grace. So I want to let go of that and have more self-compassion. The second thing that I tried really hard at the end of the year and I want to continue moving forward is letting go of clutter. I didn't realize how much mental and physical clutter was impacting my home environment, my relationships, and overall my life. Having stuff everywhere was actually creeping in and really kind of bothering me. And I think it's something that I just put aside. And I mean, like, there are stacks of papers, you know, our playroom was a disaster. I have piles of clothes that I wanted to sell or give away in our house. And it was just piling and piling up. And it's still there. And I still need to get rid of most of it. But I'm putting my attention on getting rid of the clutter because that clutter takes away so much of my energy. I didn't realize like how much it was affecting. So clutter's number two. The last thing I really want to let go of moving forward is saying yes to please other people. And I talk about this so much about how you should say no and all of this. And I realized I kept saying yes to things that deep down I had an intuition and inclination that I shouldn't be doing it. I say yes a lot because I know I can handle things, but it might not be in the best interests of my own health or other people, especially my family. And looking at it, my time is really valuable. From this point onward, I'm really making a conscious effort to tap into my intuition and my gut. Anytime I make a decision, instead of being impulsive, really sitting back and thinking about that. And so I've said yes to a few things that I regret. I learned my lesson and I say that every single year, but really, I am really going to try moving forward to say no more or say yes with something that is only a hell yes and not a, well, I think I can do it. Yeah, that sounds fun. Really making a conscious effort for that. So those are the three big things I want to let go from 2022 that were really holding me back or affecting my mental health. So when I was reflecting on the things I wanted to let go of in 2022, obviously the reverse I wanted to bring into 2023. But there were other things that started to brew that I would love to cultivate. And I started making my list and I had to cut it off at 10. I'm hoping one of these 10 things maybe inspires you also to cultivate moving forward. The first one was creativity. Back in the day, actually for the last like 10 years, I had an event planning company and that was really my creative outlet. And even before that, I used to be a singer, a dancer, a performer. I used to paint. I love design. So interior design, event design. When I was actually in business school, one of my creative outlets was planning events because I got to be creative about that, themes and parties. And so I, that's what sprung owning an event planning company. And once I closed that at the end of 2019, I lost that sense of creativity, and I realized that that is something that helps me also broaden. This podcast is a creative outlet, but it's not enough. Really looking into what, where can I tap back into that creativity? You know, is it going back and playing the piano again? Is it maybe doing something in design? I don't know. Nothing that is a job, but more of a hobby. The second thing that I'm cultivating is bringing back more joy, play, and fun. 
Last year, I opened myself up to just having fun with the kids, you know, going to Disneyland or doing spontaneous activities. And I think having that sense of play over structure has really like, I want to grow that more. The third thing is taking more risks. So if you haven't already noticed, I'm a little bit OCD and very much into structure planning, but I really want to be more curious and go on more adventures and take more risks, get outside my comfort zone. I'm very much a creature of habit. I love being at home. I'm very much a homebody. And even though I'm extroverted, I really I'm very calculated in what I do. I think last year when I started to take a few more risks and be a little bit more playful, more joy started to come into my life. So I want to take more adventure. The fourth thing is even though I am highly organized and structured, I am not in my house and to my day to day personal life. I am when it comes to business and everything else around me and all the events that I did. But when it came to my house, I was kind of a disastrous mess. I want to build more organization and structure with my time and within my house. And especially with the kids getting older, more activities, people needing to be in different places. I really want to focus my energy on creating a structure that works for my family and for myself. The fifth is really embracing my spiritual practices and especially deepening my meditation. One of the things I'm most proud about at the moment is that I've been meditating every single day for the last four years straight. And it's really helped create a more calmer environment for myself. And I've been able to tap into practices. And no, exactly six years ago in January of 2017 was the first time I ever was introduced to actual meditation. I went on this retreat. I won't go on it on this podcast episode, but it's where I, I learned about meditation. And Honestly, I said, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Like, I can't sit still. My head was going crazy. But I made it, I made an effort to try, okay, I'm going to do this five minutes a day. And I started that not, it, it took me almost a year to start trying five minutes a day. It was irregular. And it wasn't until 2019 in January that I said, okay, I'm going to do this every day. From 2019 through now, I have meditated every single day for at least five minutes and sometimes even up to an hour. I thought I could never do it. I said, it's not for me. And now I'm even going to pursue a certificate in meditation so that I can teach and actually bring other people along my journey. But along with this whole spiritual practices is I think in 2022, I did a lot of reflection on where I've come from, my family history, my grandma being a Buddhist priestess. I'm really wanting to look deeper into the Buddhist practices, spirituality, looking at different kind of religious practices has really shed light on kind of my own spiritual bio-individuality and what resonates and what doesn't. And I realized for me, like, I am very spiritual and connected with the universe, but I don't necessarily need a set of laws to abide by and and that strictness. And so creating and figuring out where where that what that means to me. The sixth thing that I want to cultivate is really actually valuing my knowledge, experience, and worth. My husband always tells me I sell myself short a lot and I don't charge what I'm worth. I'm the person who, even though I know the answer, like won't say anything because I don't want to be, quote, that person. But I realize like I do have a lot to offer and value. And so I want to showcase that more, which is why in the podcast, 
I realized that I was hiding behind interviews a lot. And so even though I love to interview and I'm curious about people and I love to learn, I was not sharing my own experiences and my own knowledge. So you'll see a shift on the podcast also moving forward with more solo episodes, more of me bringing in my own background into this while still doing some interviews. I'm not going to get rid of that. Don't worry. Number seven, along the same lines, putting myself out there, but to the public, doing more networking, speaking, or even putting myself more on social media. I, you know, I've been hiding. I have not been on Instagram and I always feel like, oh, if I don't have the perfect photo to post and the perfect caption, like I can't do it. So just sharing myself more and putting myself out there and seeing what sticks and maybe getting back to actually finishing that book that I started writing. And number eight, asking why not uh, more. So there's this concept that my kids preschool had, and it was when your kid wants to do something, ask why not? So if they want to wear two shoes to school, is that going to kill them? No. Is it going to be dangerous? Maybe if it's different. But asking why not? Like, why shouldn't they do it? And allow them to have that self-expression. And so I've learned a lot, actually, from being a parent and my preschoolers, I kind of want to try that to my own life. Like, instead of being in this box, like asking, why not do this? You know, why not be a little bit more adventurous? Why not take on this opportunity? Asking, why not more? Number nine, focusing less on strategy and more on trusting my intuition. I love to learn and I love to, you know, strategize and create all the plans. And that's why I'm really good at it. And that's why for business strategy, I'm extremely good, but I'm terrible at doing that to myself. A lot of times I feel like I don't trust my own intuition and I end up in a place I don't want to be because of that. Maybe this is a little more, more spiritual. Maybe this is more on being kind of more go with the Go with the flow, but I want to trust my intuition and say yes to things without maybe the strategy behind it, which is scary for me. So that goes along with my number three of taking risks. And number 10 is embracing imperfection and letting my quote freak flag fly. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I am a recovering perfectionist and I am the farthest from that. I guess with the whole being more adventurous and asking why not and focusing less on structure and strategy and just kind of letting it go and just being me again and being that dorky, quirky self of mine, I think I want to see more of again, being more playful, being just Stephanie, which leads me to my word of the year for 2023. One of my favorite things to do is to come up with a word of the year. I know some of you might have a word of the year also. So if you do, I would love to hear what that is. And if you're like, what is a word of the year? What is this trend? I don't want to do it. The reason I love having a word of the year is because it allows me to focus my energy towards an overall theme or what I kind of want to bring into my life. So like what Tony Robbins says, energy flows where attention goes. And by creating this word of the year, if we focus on what we want to bring in for the year, it will most likely happen more than not. And I always want it to be something positive, something that embraces growth, something that can also touch on every aspect of my life. So for example, my password word of the year in 2018 is when I officially started this. And my word was sparkle. In 2019, it was simplify. 2020 was surrender. Ironically, then COVID hit. So I really did surrender. 
2021 was visibility. And that's when I started to get out more. I was on TV. I was in the media. 2022 was connection. From that, I really wanted connection to people, more connection to my spirituality, connection to my body, especially health and wellness, and then above all, a connection to myself. And I think last year, what I really intended to do was to rediscover what I wanted in the new season of life, in this new season of motherhood and who I wanted to be. And I think through my surgery and a lot of time off from the hustle of work, I uncovered what I want and what my purpose is. And so in 2022, I really got that connection, but more so an introspection and connection to myself, which leads me to what I want my 2023 word of the year to be. I sat on it, meditated over it, and it was a word that kept coming up over and over what I thought I wanted to embody this year. And I kept saying, no, I can't use that word. It doesn't really make sense. It's kind of generic, but it stuck. So here goes. My 2023 word of the year is intention. Doing everything with intention. Some people make New Year's resolutions. Some people make New Year's intentions. But I thought, why can't everything be intentional? Why do we always have to do stuff just because we're told to, that we should do, or what others expect? Why can't we make decisions and show up every day with intention? So what does that look like? It means tapping into my intuition way more and leading with that over my mind and external. It means slowing down and listening more. It means saying yes with a full body yes, like what I was saying before, like a hell yes, not a yeah, maybe, or I can make that work. It means following through on those 10 things I said I wanted to cultivate for the year. It means making choices and being okay with those choices because I know I made them intentionally. It means planning from a place of where I want to be and then figuring out how to get there. So what does this mean for the podcast? What is Mommy's on a Call going to look like in 2023 coming from a place of intention? First and foremost, I want to show up to the mic every week specifically to serve and inspire you, my audience. I want to make sure this content is valuable. I know how precious your time and my time is and that it's such a finite resource. And so I want to make sure that every minute is filled with something that can help or inspire you. Secondly, I want to embrace one of my core values, which is creating meaningful and deep connections and conversations with people over popularity, followers, or numbers. I don't care about the download numbers, and I realize that I would rather have a deep connection with you over a number or a download or a fake follow. Thirdly, what does this look like for the content? So as I mentioned previously, I'm going to be scaling back the interviews. I'm thinking about two or three interviews per month. And while I absolutely love interviewing inspirational moms and sharing their stories, I also know those interviews tend to be 40 to 45 minutes long. And that's long if you're a mom with limited time. So I want to be adding in more short solo episodes and a lot more conversations around health and wellness. Fourth, I'm going to make an attempt to show up more often. 2022 was a rough year, and although I value consistency, consistency was extremely hard for me. I think a lot of it, too, was that I was uninspired and not motivated. And while I haven't figured out the cadence of what this podcast is going to look like, my goal is to show up at least two times per week for you regularly on the same day. So maybe that's like Tuesdays and Fridays. Not sure. Still figuring that out. And lastly, I want to place a focus on my email list, which means actually reaching out to you more than just once per quarter to say, 
happy holidays or, you know, happy summer. The only way I can communicate with you all is via email or DMs. And honestly, talking to an invisible audience is hard. So I really want to build this two-way conversation and engage more. And the only way to do that is either via email or DM. So I know you don't need more email spam to add to your inbox, but I promise to keep it useful if you sign up. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I'm so excited for what this year is going to bring, and I cannot wait to have you as part of the journey. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time. Thank you.